Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother, co-host, and fellow clown, Holden. I hit my microphone with my phone. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we are covering Nicole Byers' 2021 special, uh, BBW, which is Big Beautiful Weirdo. Uh, It's available on Netflix, but Holden, before we get started, what is your current hyperfixation? There's this guy on um he's on tiktok he's on youtube he he's he's like a short form content creator it's meals by chug or cug c-u-g he is the most italian man to ever live but like new york italian so like he's got that like real strong italian accent and when he talks he's like how you done how you doing yeah and i'm Uh, just what's the the reviews a real gabagool italian is that what we say yeah He's a gabagool Italian. Gabagool Italian. For, he, I, I've seen videos of him actually saying gabagool. It's okay, so he's literally a gabagool Italian. Yeah. So there's this one video I'm obsessed with where he's making tomato sauce, and his cooking is terrible. Like it's just bad cooking, but it like it's bad cooking in the sense like McDonald's is bad cooking. Like it still tastes good probably, but it's okay. just not very well done. So he starts. I've been obsessed with it. It plays in my brain every two seconds. And he says he's in a, uh, a white tank top out in the, in, the, in the sun next to a tomato plant. And he goes, if you aren't picking your father's tomatoes, sorry, if you aren't wearing a guinea tea while you're picking your father's tomatoes in mid-August, then I'm revoking your fucking Goomba card. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I like this, <laughs> this morning I went through like all of his, he does like food reviews and he's so fucking outlandish with his work. He's like, he also talks about like how unbelievably unhealthy he is too. Okay. Like, like, What's this called? I, need, I think I'm ready to, I'm ready meals to by uh, Cug, C-U-G. He's got long hair, a very weak chin. I feel very okay, mean, but yeah. okay, I see him. I see him. Yeah, he does have a weak chin. Oh my god, he was on a podcast with Burt Kreischer. Of course he was. I, I think I will have to to check this out. This guy sounds very fucking funny. Uh, it's it's like so unbelievably un un unbelievably funny. And he's 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 in uh, a lot of like TikToks that are like because like you know how there was like the the Coney Island stuff. You know, it's a hard hat holiday. Oh, you yeah. mean a, a a Coney Island's brightest or whatever it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Byron and all that. Yeah, God, that was see... popular like a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, just about. That's last Thanksgiving. Was I, like I have the to say, I have to do say, beans, though. cheese, and rice, and Byron. Who? <sighs> Byron. I have to say, um, right now I work in an escape room, and one of the solutions to one of the puzzles, or like one of the, the codes to a letter lock, is literally Byron. And I have been so Is it Coney Island themed? No. Uh, it's, it is mafia themed, so there's that. That's fucking funny. Um, but we... I've been so thankful that with all of my fucking coworkers, all the, the, the like three people that I've known that work there, except for the... Uh, boss, I have no idea if he knows. All of them have known what Byron is. <laughs> All of them. That's fucking funny. And I, I'm like, whenever I'm running the room and then like, okay, uh, what's the guy's name? And they're like, Byron, I have to resist the urge with white knuckle force to go, Byron! <laughs> Jesus. Uh, um, but there's there's one more video that I always think about too. It's like he's on, he's doing like a man on the street bit. Like a lot of them are like interviews with random people and they like kind of like the Coney Island thing where they just say whack-ass shit because it's, it's fucking new york city baby it's, it's whack-ass shit is, is it coney island too or is it just no just i think new he's york just city. out and about in in all of the five boroughs like okay there's definitely so, I mean, like <clears throat> so a, a wide variety of out-of-pocket whack-ass shit yeah here. but also he says some whack shit so he's standing out in front of this pizza place with this uh girl 
And she's like, she looks like a very standard, normal, like pretty girl. And he's like, so what do you think about the $1 pizza in New York and how it's been like that since the, since the 1880s? And she goes, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually gluten-free, so I don't have an opinion. And he just walks away from her and goes into the mic and he goes, God, what a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like, this dude's such a dick. <laughs> how about some context, Griffin? Okay, so uh, Nicole Byer is an American comedian, actress, and television host. Uh, she is known as the host of the Netflix comedic reality Bake Off series Nailed It, for which she received two Primetime Emmy Award nominations. I never watched it, but I definitely saw trailers for it, and I was like, this looks like it'd be fun. I'm not always a big fan of baking shows. I like cooking shows on occasion. Cooking shows are a little more my style, because yeah. I'm not, I don't really like baking that much. Baking and cooking are two different things. Although, I fucking love when people bake. I do, yeah, I, I actually generally prefer baking over cooking, but I don't really do either. The pastry chefs... Always top notch. Pastry um, chefs. I'm putting my funny stamp, funny stuff stamp on this. Pastry chefs always hot. <laughs> Good shit. Doesn't matter what they are. Good shit. Um, what they got going on, they are always hot. So she gained recognition for her work on the commentary series Girl Code. Later started the MTV Facebook Watch comedy series L- Loosely Exactly Nicole, which was based on her real life experiences. She made a whole bunch of guest appearances in comedy series like uh, 30 Rock, Family Guy, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Simpsons, uh, and films like Other People, All About Nina, Bad Hair. Uh, you're fucking kidding. What? The, I just read an amazing sentence. Is this? Let me just double check. This is what I'm thinking. Yes, it is. Excellent. 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 In 2021, Nicole Byer began co-hosting Wipeout with John Cena. Oh, my God, that's the best sentence I think I've heard in the last month. You know what? I I've kind been of... having a bit of a time lately. <laughs> this is all I need to get through the, through it all right now. This was genuinely one of Who the best antidepressants. Could... When you what? got a sentence like that, who needs antidepressants? Exactly. When you got a my like depression that? is cured. My skin is clear. My crops are watered. All that shit. She's also been on like a shit ton of podcasts, uh, but. Her first full-length special was uh, Nicole Byer, BBW, Big Beautiful Weirdo. Uh, it earned her another Emmy nomination for Outstanding Writing on a Variety Special. I if agree. I had, if I had more time, yes, I, I wholeheartedly Outstanding agree. writing. Uh, there is some stuff here that I want to read, but I'm not just going to read her Wikipedia page and take up the entire episode with that. But it does have stuff on like her comedic style and commentary on racism in the industry. So I'm sure she has a lot to say. She is a plus-size black woman in a skinny white dude dominated industry yeah like, she's probably got so much to say yeah but you said outstanding writing and holy like, shit this this is, is some, this was some good shit good fucking pick griffin this is some and i picked this totally at random that's a um, lot of the things we pick are are either like specials that we already know or totally random that we don't know yeah which is kind of perfect for this form of of podcast so she opens this whole special with her uh pole dancing in a like a burger it's cheese it's cheeseburger lingerie and like she's doing she's fucking killing it too oh, yeah she's like really dancing her ass off she's like pulling off moves and shit and then she like starts spinning really fast and then throws like a dummy an obvious dummy like a ninja sex style ninja sex party style dummy like in their music videos out of the thing she's like well i guess i should do my special and then she comes out in this amazing dude the this fit. amazing talk about drip she was wearing a blazer and uh, pants that were both this, like, 
wonderful shade of purple and a leopard print crop top. She, I was saying was, that I don't think I had, I don't think I've ever seen um like a suit with a crop top underneath. I don't I'm know, fucking for it. I don't know if it would have worked if she wasn't like a fat woman. I don't think that would have worked if she were if I don't know. Who knows? But you know what? Let's experiment with it more. More women. Women out there. More women. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wear wear crop tops with blazers and trousers. This is for science. Also, I need this. But but in in the interest of gender equality, we are feminists after all. Men will wear crop tops and short shorts. Yes. This is a commandment. Yes. I have a crop top. I like never um, fucking wear but it. But my though. point is, same same here. Her in the in the cheeseburger lingerie dancing on a pole perfectly set the tone for the special. Absolutely. You knew exactly what you were getting into. It was and like just completely earnest, completely heartfelt, unrelentingly horny. Yeah. And also very, very, very silly. But like with an air of like intelligence. To yes. It as well. Yes. Like like, a, like a genuine a genuine um talent. Like because like with the pole dancing, like she was doing like a legitimately good job. Yeah. And yeah, it, it had an air of intelligence in it. And like she's clearly very smart and like clearly just I I, I find her so incredibly charming. Absolutely. I think she was absolutely. I was thinking magnetic. like half halfway through. I was thinking like, God damn, I would love to hang out with this. Oh chick. my god, are you kidding me? Like, oh my god, I want to go clubbing with this. She's bitch. been on a billion podcasts. Please, Nicole, make ours one of them. We would love to have Nicole, you, Nicole. If you come onto this podcast, I will throw you a birthday party. <laughs> I will make you a birthday cake. I will personally. I will, I will find wherever the fuck it is you live. I think she lives. I think she implied she lives in Los Angeles, but she yeah. didn't outright say it. Which makes um, sense. That's where a lot of folks are out at. Yeah. In, in the industry. But this was overall a really, really solid special. My only kind of yeah. complaint about it is that it kind of ran a little bit long. I wholeheartedly disagree. It really? Did not, it was like a, it's like an hour five minutes, like for the whole thing, and I it really did not feel like an hour to me. I think it did. It felt like closer to an hour 20 for me, but my perception of time is all fucked up. But I, that's like the only problem I had with this uh, special other than my least favorite bit. And my least favorite bit isn't even like a problem with it. It was just my least favorite bit. Like, she gets it. She gets it. She gets it. She fucking gets it. Like, for, she was born in 1986, so she's like, she's literally 10 years older than I am. But like, she gets it. She gets it. It's like I don't I don't know. She she referenced a couple things in in her special and it was like uh, our, our friend Milo, our friend and producer Milo uh said something about how like they always thought that Lil Nas X was kind of but he was always like kind of marketing himself as relatable and shit and like in on memes and uh Milo always found it a little disingenuous until uh Lil Nas X posted something like quarantine birthday and it was just him Face down, lights flashing, caramel dancing, and then Milo was like, "Oh no, he gets it." No, he gets. Oh, he gets also, it. like Lil Nas X is only like I think he's like Jack's age. I think he's like a little bit I older. Than I think he's between you and Jack. Hold on, let's let's welcome to Lil Nas X stuff. Um, <laughs> but where I, we well, where we talk we're, about Lil Nas X, I'm gonna look. Up. I fucking love Lil Nas X. I think he. I love his music, and I think he's genuinely incredibly fucking funny. He almost to the day is one year older than me. No he, shit. He was born April 9th, 1999. No shit. Good for you. Um, but yeah, like Mr. She, Mr. X. Good for you, Mr. X. <laughs> yeah. 
Come on this podcast. <laughs> Mr. X, please come on this podcast. We'd love to have you. Welcome to begging people welcome to come to, on to our podcast. Welcome to begging stuff. funny to welcome to begging black people who are much more famous and funnier than us to come on this podcast stuff. Hey, Brad Williams commented on Brad our, Williams did comment on, on it and, and uh, uh uh Christina P liked our post about the about her special oh man i bet yeah. she really didn't like that episode <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i i have no way of knowing if either of them listened to it but anyway let's talk about the actual comedy special that we talked about or that we watched today but like her comedy was again i, I don't want to say relatable because for so many reasons uh i do not have her same experiences right but, but very approachable incredibly approachable it, it's super for people, approachable for people our age and you know, between her age, our age, and a little bit younger than us, right, right. Um, I was even—I was thinking the entire time. Like, uh, I remember when we did our Eliza Schleichinger. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I remember when we did our Eliza Schleichinger uh, episode. We weren't a huge fan of that special, but uh, Miranda, my girlfriend, was watching it with us, and she loved it. Right. She loved it. Sorry, I started seeing stars after. The entire time I was thinking Miranda would probably love this special. Honestly, most of our friends would really love this special because it... I just think a lot of people need I to think watch a, this I think special. A, I know, I agree. I think a lot of people need to watch this special. If you have a heart and blood flowing through your veins, watch this fucking special. So I do want to talk a little bit more about her, her comedic style. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read out... Uh, the Wikipedia thing, because it's very short. Uh, on The Ringer, Allison P. Davis described Byers' comedy, quote... Most easily compared to a raunchier Retta with a little hint of Ilana Glazer's madcap energy. She's mouthy, vulgar, and a little bit goofy. Relatable, but ridiculously charming and not afraid to infuse her broad comedy with a confident sexuality. Unquote. Writing for USA Today, Jaleesa M. Jones said that, it, that quote, It's precisely Byer's brazen, ribald brand of comedy that landed her in the creative incubator that is MTV, where she top-lines two new comedy shows in 2016, Ladylike and loosely exclusively Nicole. And yeah, that's a perfect way to do it. She has very broad, yeah. very approachable comedy. In a lot of ways, like, this might sound a little weird. I think she's kind of a perfect comedian for people with our political leanings and uh, identities and generation. Like, yeah, young, young, young millennials, last of the millennials, first of the Gen Zs. Um, but I think she's a, a pretty perfect comedian for people like us, for like, you know, much more open-minded. Cool people. Cool people, feminists, allies. Just cool people. Just cool, pe just cool people from our generation. Cool people from our generation. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it now. If, yeah. If you, if you listen to this show, you cool. know who we think is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really loved this special because like, she was just like, it was really just rapid fire. You know what? Stop me if I'm wrong, but she kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, a modern female Richard Pryor, without all the drugs. Like, in style. As far as we know. As um, far as we know. As far, she did, <laughs> I don't know. She seems like the kind of person where if she took drugs, she'd be joking about it constantly. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but um, I'm not going to make any assumptions. I could definitely see that. I could... So, like, if you... I'm if, talking more her, her style if, with the vulgarity and the, the yeah. sex jokes and shit like that. So, if, if someone told me, like, if she had said, like, oh, you know, Richard Pryor is, like, my biggest influence in, in, in comedy, I would 100% believe that. She doesn't. She says that uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Tina Turner, and Monique are her early inspirations. Wow. Um, I have no idea what she... I love Whoopi Goldberg. Speaking of Whoopi Goldberg, we'll get back on track in a second. But I saw... So, she has no eyebrows. Yes. 
and I saw a clip of the view where one of the people on there, I don't know who, which other host it was, but she was like, you know, I've been doing this show for like however many, like five years or whatever with you. And I look at you in the face every single day. And I just now realize you don't have eyebrows. <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg goes, that's very funny. I was married to a man for 20 years. He never knew I didn't have eyebrows. That's I was like, really, How the really fucking funny. Fuck do you actually? not notice that? And then I realized like, oh, yeah, I never noticed that Whoopi Goldberg doesn't have eyebrows until someone doesn't put until someone pointed it out to me. Having seen a, I'm not super familiar with Whoopi Goldberg's comedy, but I do remember some stuff. And I think actually Whoopi Goldberg might be a better comparison than Richard Pryor. Mm hmm. I don't know enough Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know either, but, like, from what I'm remembering, like, I do think, yes, this is very, very Whoopi Goldberg-inspired, but, like, you know, 20-some-odd years later, and, you know, much more modern. So, something I really enjoy about this special. So, like, I don't know if I've said it on this show before, but I love listening to people talk. Just, like, I love getting people's perspectives. I just, it's like, it's like a double-edged sword because I'm the type of idiot who wants to like hear people who are like prejudice. I want to hear them out just for a minute, Mm -hmm. just to see what makes them think that way. Right. But that's just because I like to know how people think. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um, so like in this, she talks about how she watched like a, a a documentary on the KKK (laughs) and it's like, that stuff is always fascinating to me. And the main thing that I like about listening to people talk is getting perspective. Mm-hmm. And something about this comedy is like, I feel like I kind of got her perspective on life. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm going to make this comparison. Um, so you remember when we were talking about Chris Fleming? Yes. And we were like, he has a very specific worldview. Yes. How it's less, less that he is, it, you know, it wasn't even a quote from us. It was a quote from someone else that like, he's not a funny comedian. He's a very funny person who sees the world in a weird way. And he's sharing it with us. So I, I really feel like she is similar. She has a very specific worldview. She's very weird. <laughs> and that's great. I think but she's also a really good comedian. Yeah. Like, it's not like Chris Fleming where, like... Chris Fleming is... Like, you could argue Chris Fleming doesn't necessarily do stomp... Doesn't necessarily do stand-up. He does one-man shows. Right, right, right. And, again, that's not a dig or anything wrong, if you remember fucking love chris fleming but this is much more i i I can see where you're coming from i think this is much more typical comedy like i don't think like i think i know we talk about approachability all the time Mm -hmm. she is much more approachable than chris fleming because chris fleming you gotta be in the mood for something weird right i'm saying that she's better because she's more approachable i i'm just saying that she takes her very specific world view in the, and the fact that she is just a weirdo mm-hmm. and not like censors it or changes it in any way, but like more boils it down right. to the funny parts mm-hmm. and then adds in like your typical comedy to it to take like, so you get like this beautiful, weird energy. Right. Yeah. And then you mix in that kind of standard comedy into it and you get something pretty And beautiful. then you get something amazing. I fucking love this special. Yeah, I think this was a really good special. I could not sing the praise of this special enough. All right, so uh, with all that said, we're going to take a quick ad break. (laughs) B is where the balls are stored. Let's go to ads. (laughs) (laughs) Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast, and he can't figure it out. Like, he's never heard of Anchor. (laughs) 
Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend funny stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review funny stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, recommend funny stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today if you haven't. Remember that you are so loved, at least by me, and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. Is that a tube of lipstick in your pocket, or are you just your penis is really tiny and detached from your body? Now we're back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, you know, that's funny. I, I, I have my little, uh, my, my douche canoe, your, my, your, your my douche, mouth fedora. Douche canoe. A douche canoe is a type of person. That's your douche flute. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Douche flute. Uh, I have my, my, uh, my mouth fedora in my, in my pocket. And I was like, it's, it's, it's a tube. It's, they put them in a tube. They put them in a tube. Uh, it's a tube and it's like, and I was like, does that look like my dick? And I was like, it is in the middle of my thigh <laughs> and it is so clearly not attached to where my dick should be. I'm fine. So, Holden, what was your least favorite bit? Did you even have one? I don't. I genuinely, I don't have a least favorite okay. bit. I actually do have a least favorite bit, just because, uh, again, like, it's the one thing that I think kind of stuck out as the weakest bit, and it was when she was talking about um, uh, Karen's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't think that was her strongest stuff, because I think it was a little tired. It felt a little like Hello Fellow Kids type. A little Beat. bit, a little bit, like I and like, but I didn't yeah. hate it. I didn't hate it either. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. But I think in just such a, a, a comedy specials with as high highs as we're about to get to, and as much as we enjoyed it, I do think it was like the weakest kind of comedy because it didn't. I, I I know when we talked about uh Brad Williams that we talked about like his most interesting stuff was when he was talking about his life experiences, and that's right. generally the rule of thumb with comedy. When you're talking about things that are unique to you. That's generally your strongest stuff. Even if it's not your funniest stuff, it's your most interesting stuff. Right. And that didn't feel super personal. That felt more uh, generic, I guess. And I know we were talking earlier, like, that person said that she had very broad comedy. Um, but I don't know. For me, that just felt kind of weak. Okay. What was okay. your favorite bit? So what was your favorite bit, Griffin? My favorite bit was pretty early on in the special when she was talking about how, like, she she likes fucking white dudes. <laughs> and then she had, like, three jokes one after another. And between each of them, she was like, I got another! I don't know. Those jokes just, like, I don't, I don't remember all of them off the top of my head other than, like, I love having a little bit of privilege inside me. Um, Dude, 
I that shit. Oh my god. I don't think I laughed harder than that in a very that one very fucking long god, time. Man. Yeah, that was a really fucking funny bit. I ju- I do love how horny she gets. It's incredibly funny how Take horny that out she of is. context. It is uh, no- knowing let me think. One, two, a lot of horny people <laughs> uh, being personal friends. <laughs> Being personal friends with a lot of people who are very horny, and being being one of like literally two people in the friend group who aren't incredibly horny because we're both asexual, um, and you give off and anti- I and I you you've said the other I'm not gonna you know out the other person right, right, right. but you've said the other person also gives out anti horny energy not as the, not you as you walk into a room and everything <laughs> is not horny they give off anti-horny energy sometimes sometimes they give off horny energy and it confuses me <laughs> uh anyway no i'm not gonna say that well now you have to i'll cut it out of the episode but now you have to say it i walk into the room and it all dries up <laughs> <laughs> i'm not cutting that out of the episode <laughs> oh um, my god but I can appreciate the comedy of those who are horny because it's because like I know the term down being, bad being is, horny is funny. Being horny is very funny. The term down bad means when someone's depressingly horny. I, however, think it is an incredibly funny phrase. Well, and like when you're joking about being that horny, it's incredible. It kind of turned funny. into uh, someone being bummed about being horny. It started more as like someone who is so upset that they can't date a person that they like get actually like depressed Mm -hmm. and they like do nothing but moping and doping around about it but i like that it is now in in the zeitgeist (laughs) um fucking hate that word that it is just like you're so horny you're depressed (laughs) (laughs) just so relentlessly horny what was your favorite bit it's such a tough question but i think i have to go with when she's talking about hooking up with like when she's talking about getting off the dating apps um <laughs> she she talks it's you know a very is? yeah you'll do it's <laughs> it's a very brief little section that like segues into her talking about dicks and it it's so it's so fucking funny she's just talking about how she wants to get off the dating apps like you know people don't know how to behave on dating apps mm-hmm. and then she's like oh I'll go out to a bar and like and then she's talking about hitting on a guy who says he likes books and then he really into books right now yeah and then when when she's like what kind of books he's like really descriptive books that paint a picture in your mind and then she's just like so a fucking book (laughs) (laughs) um and then she starts flirting with the bartender and then she hooks up with the bartender and just that story is just just the way she tells it it's like it's one of those stories where like so there are like the comedy stories, like there's the Randy. I don't know if we. Oh yeah, we didn't cover. That. We didn't cover that one on a published episode. That was in a pilot. No, no, no. In did we cover Randy is sober at all? That'll be the next Randy Feltface. No, we did not cover. So Randy in, sober. in Randy is sober, he's saying like, and this is a true story. I don't know why I'm. I'm. Uh, and he's like, oh, I don't know why I'm. I'm saying that this part is true. I mean, it's all true. All my stories are true. You know, it's not like a comedian story where i was like yeah no so i was fucking this monkey right no that's uh that's that, that's in randy rice a novel so whatever I'm fucking this monkey and a nun walks in with an armadillo oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. but that story about the fucking the bartender really doesn't feel like one of those comedian stories like it's it's a fun <laughs> like it's a silly funny anecdote about it's completely a dumb, believable. Uh, about it's completely a dumb believable. hookup yeah 
but it's definitely like told by a comedian. Correct. You know what I mean? Yes, I so, agree like, wholeheartedly. I could tell a funny story about like a, a a nonsense hookup and it would be whatever, but if like I I could write it into a joke and make it a little more, you know, set up, punch up punchline payoff kind of thing. But that story it was like just so perfectly done cuz it's it's like a good comedy bit, but it's also just a good fucking story. Yeah, no, I agree. So, Holden, out of 10 pairs of cheeseburger lingerie, <laughs> what would you rank this special? I'd give it a, like an eight and a half or a nine. I, you know what? I'll say nine. I'm going to go with eight and a half just because I really felt that it just dragged a little bit, but it was really, really, really solid overall. You're I know you disagree. Wrong. I know you disagree. Griffin's wrong. <laughs> Uh, I Welcome to am. Griffin is wrong stuff. I frequently am wrong. Um, but if you're, if you at all are into the kind of comedy that we are into, if you have our sense of humor, or if you're literally one of our personal friends who's listening right now, watch this special. It's really, really good. Yeah. If you're one of our family members that is listening, and you're our grandmother. I don't know if Why she actually listens. I hope she, I hope neither of our grandmothers listen to this. I love, don't get me wrong. I love my grandparents. I want them to be proud of me. Nana can't watch. This. Nana can't listen. Nana can't listen to this. Well, she she definitely can't watch it. Yeah, she definitely can't watch it, but she shouldn't listen to it either. So that brings us to the end of talking about the special. But oh wait, hang on before we go. So this is just something that I re- remembered uh, talking about grandparents and like things you don't want them to see. I remember earlier you were talking about how you treated Bullet Train like you treat like our dad treated the movie Ted. Yes, where. You just took a bunch of people to see it over and over again because you loved it so much. I, I when it gets on Netflix, I am watching it again. Um, I love that fucking movie. It's so an amazing movie. But my point is, our father took who are me, in heaven. Who our father? <laughs> our father? Who are in heaven? Oh my god! I didn't even realize how good that joke was. Oh my god! <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about cutting this out, and now I don't think I can cut I this bit out. I don't think you can, because it's an amazing joke. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, yet another tangent in this episode, but uh, he took his mother and his oldest son, me, to go see... Weren't you, like, 14 at the time, too? I think so. I think... Uh, I might have been, like, closer to 16. Uh, that came out in, like, 2010, so probably not. What I, I, no, I think I was in high school. You were, like, 14. Then. Point is... Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where Ted is like making a bunch of suggestive things to this other cashier that he finds hot at his job. Mm-hmm. And there's one point where he's like, you just see, you see his face and you see his arms moving. And then you see he's squirting lotion on his face in a, a bukkake manner. Ah, I dealt myself psychic damage saying that. Put a dollar in the swear jar. <laughs> Uh, the swear and, jar is my wallet. Give me a dollar for that. Grant and our grandmother didn't want me to know that I that she knew what that was, but then she looked over at me and saw that I was laughing. Ask her about this story. It's fucking a hundred percent true. That brings us to the end of talking about this special. But before we go, Griffin, what funny this week? So, uh, Holden, how familiar are you with the? Uh, the drinking game Edward Forty Hands. Pretty familiar. I've never, I've never played it because I've never had a forty. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Have you ever heard of a Freedom Forty? No. Can before let, brief explanation. If you know what Ed, Edward Forty Hands is, you get two forties and you duct tape them to your hands, and you are not allowed to take them off until both forty ounce things of malt liquor are gone. 
It is a game played by madmen. But have you ever heard of a Freedom 40? No. This is something that, I, I, obviously, I don't drink, so I wouldn't know this, but this is something that was created by um, Dan from the podcast Knowledge Fight, which is a damn good podcast. You should check it out. Um, but a Freedom 40... <laughs> I'm so scared. ...is when you have to drink a 40 in 9 minutes and 11 seconds, or else the terrorists win. Oh my god. <laughs> first off i think i could do it second off that's fucking funny dude and i'm i'm usually not for 9-11 jokes like i I, like i don't like i've said i anything can be funny and but i'm usually not for like 9-11 jokes but like (laughs) <laughs> holy shit that's fucking funny dude it's the it's the or else the terrorists win that make it Absolutely. that makes it funny it would be pretty funny if not for the or else the terrorists win so that brings us to the end of another episode thank you so 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 much for listening uh we hope you were able to laugh with us if no wait fuck we hope you were able to laugh at us if not laugh with us uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to send them to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or reach out to us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Uh, Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. Um, you know, you can find me in the burning building. Um, at Donut Daddy. Donut is the old English spelling of dough. Donut underscore daddy. Slight update on that project I talked about last week. Not much, but hey, just reminding you in case you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'm doing like a Instagram uh, poetry project. It should be out soon. I'll have more on that as well. As well, I'm doing, I have a uh, a food blog that is going to be up and running no soon. Shit. Yeah, it's for a, a class project. Oh yeah, but, no, you did tell me about but this. But I'm just going to. And we will be back next week with Taylor Tomlinson's special, Look at You, which is available on Netflix. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye. <laughs>